When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Another nil-nil. Are you serious? This isn't the Premier League. This is the MLS UK show. Yes, thank you very much for joining us. Another round of the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And my name's Henry Hewitt. Here's what's coming up on today's podcast. Let's get into it. What a week. Kicking off by looking back at last weekend's fixtures, which included a nil-nil draw again. Another one. The LA Derby looms this weekend. We'll be chatting to a Galaxy fan and an LAFC fan. Another week done on fantasy football, and I'm feeling pretty smug. Yeah, I had a mare on there. And we'll look ahead to this week's fixtures as well. What is it, round five already? Uh. Round five of MLS 2018. The MLS UK Show. We're back. Yes, a lot has happened, hasn't it, since we last spoke. And, uh, you know, we're in the mood to celebrate. We're in the mood to brag. Because uh, we kind of called it the big news from this week. Zlatan with a capital L-A has been announced. And, uh, well, we kind of called this quite a few months ago, didn't we? I mean, I don't want to brag. I might, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be that guy. So I'm going to be that guy. I wrote an article on this. 2nd of February, was it? Or 6th of February? Yes. Saying that Zlatan was going to L-A. Uh, deal was already agreed with Man United and he just needed to recover. He needed to get better so he could pass the medical. Of course, that's now happened. Um, but like I say, I, I don't want to brag. To be fair, you even said in March, didn't you, as well? Yeah, I did say like the specific time that it was going to happen. But uh, again, you know, I, I don't want to brag. Be honest, the longer March went on, so we got to March 1st, you were like, yep, Zlatan's going to sign this month. What was it, like the 17th, 16th he signed? Were you like, Come on, I'm going to look stupid. Uh, always confident, you know me. Uh, you know, I, you know, like I said, don't don't want to keep revisiting this, but you know, I don't want to brag. But yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Okay. I okay. just uh, just all I had to do is retweet the original article and just be like, <laughs> look at the date, look at the date. Well, of course we're going to. I be... just just to interrupt you. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt. But I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Um, like I said, I'm not bragging. I don't, you know, I don't want to, don't want to brag. Okay. 
at all. So, so you're going to stop now? Yeah. Right. We're gonna be... 6th of February, oh, though. How good is that? 6th of February, I wrote that article. I wish I never brought it up. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we're going to be discussing about Zlatan joining LA Galaxy and the huge LA derby this weekend later on in the podcast. But I guess, first of all, we've got to look at what happened last weekend. First game, New England, New York City. New York City were going for four out of four. And uh, they didn't quite do it, but still 10 points from four games. Pretty impressive from Paddy V. Yeah, uh, NYCFC, this is this is their issue. Their starting 11 is, is, is frightening. Uh, when it comes to International Week, though, it does present an opportunity. Um, and I think New England will have loved that this was the time that they got to, uh, got to play NYCFC at home as well. Um, Diego Fagundes. What a player. Great, great strike um, mm-hmm. to put New England 1-0 up. And at this point... I was genuinely thinking they could do this. They could do this. Yeah, I with this one, I thought, well, I figured that New York were going to score at least two because they've done that in every game so far and they've carried that on. Uh, but yeah, we were kind of saying on the podcast that last week that this game, yeah, it was a bit difficult to call because New England are, are just a team at the moment. You can't really, you can't judge with a new manager and, and everything that's going on. You can't really judge how they're going to do. But it's a good point for them. Fagundes, like you said, great goal off the post. Mm. You know, good finish. And and it was all New England. They looked really good going forward. They just missed so many chances. Mm. It could have been so, so different. They, they're they really unlucky. Not just missing chances, but being unlucky, hitting the woodwork as well. Um, and I, I kind of felt at that point, because I was seeing how they were really taking the game to New York. And I thought, they need, they need one of these to go in. You need that two-goal cushion. And it's always going to cost you against NYCFC yeah. because they came straight back. We did. Uh, one of my favourite players of the first few weeks, the jury. I put him in my fantasy team and he scored two. He's making David Villa look an average player. Well, he's not. That's a bit of an over He scored twice as many at the weekend as David Villa's got all season. There's yep. your headline. Uh, it's a third goal of the season for him. Um, he's a good little. He's a good player. Um, they've, I think they've found a bit of a gem there. This is true, but when Veer comes back, you're not telling me Veer's going to be sat on the bench. Uh, imagine that conversation. No, they'll they'll play him ball from sure. But imagine if it were David Veer goes right. I'm fit again. Okay. Sorry, sorry, David. Uh, you scored once. Um, this this guy, we've 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 just picked him up. I know you never heard of him, but he's scored three goals this season already. Off you pop, lad. <laughs> Aston Villa are interested. Yeah, Villa for Villa. No, they that uh, yeah, Villa will play, but I'm sure they'll they'll find space for him as well. Um, uh, but then New England, you, I'll be honest. When New, New York City got the equaliser, I thought then I thought two one, they'll go and win the game, and New England got in front again. Yeah, um, Agudelo. What a header, though! Yeah, absolute power in this. Um, puts the Rebs back in front, and this was this was impressive for me because this is a side we're kind of a bit bit unsure of. Like you say, new manager in charge. You want to see this character. Um, I know it was a home game, but to to take the initiative again, take the lead in the game. Really good goal, great header. But once again, your man comes up trumps. He does finish top corner. No messing. 2-2. Um, on the, You know what? I know we said that New England uh, played well, particularly in the first half. For me, it was probably a fair result, 2-2. I think both teams will take that result. New England, four points from two from three games. Not a bad start. They're picking up points in the home games, which, you know, when you're a new manager in any league, 
I'm sure you look at your fixtures and think home games, let's get some points on the board in front of the home fans. And Brad Friedel's done that, so I'm sure he'll be happy with it. They've got Houston away, Montreal at home, and then FC Dallas at home to come. You know, I'm sure I, Houston's a winnable game. Montreal at home is. If they get another four points out of the next two, then they, they're starting to fly a bit. I'd, I would agree. And I think although every every team's initiative uh, and, and target will be playoffs, naturally, because you want to finish in that top half, um, for New England, with the with the change of manager, um, this is this is the season where they'll just be looking for encouragement. They'll just be looking for any positive signs that, that they can take into the next three, four, five years um, and try and really, really become a force in in MLS and it's been a it's been an okay start it has and I'm sure all Revolution fans will be happy to see uh, Lee Gwynn on the field again I mean it was in a, a small scrimmage game before the game but he was at least on the field yeah I don't know what's going on there the fact that no one they've not let him go and no one's kind of come in from him and picked him up suggests to me that there was always some kind of theory that, that he would return for for the Revs but yeah at least he was on the pitch, sort of, <laughs> yeah. even if it was just in a bib where uh, playing a little small-sided game afterwards. Yeah. Revolution fans, I know uh, some of the supporters groups do, and podca- you know, there's some Revolution podcasts. I know they do follow us and in- interact with us. If you know what's happening with Lee Gwynn, let us know because I like him. I think he's a really good player. It would be nice to see him on an MLS field again. But, you know, let us know what's what's happening. Will it be with a Revolution or is he going to maybe sign for somewhere else at some point. Now, FC Dallas, Portland Timbers. This was on Sky Sports. Uh, very posh. I know. Portland Timbers. Portland Timbers. Uh, this was on Sky Sports over here in the UK at the weekend. So uh, this was one of the, the highlighted games for, for UK MLS fans. We're going to talk about the goals in a moment. Can we just talk about the sending off? <laughs> uh, yeah. Lawrence Ollum. Because... He's tried to do what is known in, in soccer as a Maradona. Maradona exactly. Yeah, where you go to head the ball, but you, you sort of go with your arm, your arms by your head, so it's so you punch the ball in, but the referee doesn't see it. Which is fine. It's not, it's cheating. But it's, it's only fine. a second yellow, which annoys me. Yeah, it's a fine. When it cut, pays off, it goes in. If you get caught, you get caught. The ball had a better chance of going in without him touching it. He touches it, takes all the pace off it, and it just drops to the goalkeeper. And it was just the the stupidest thing I have seen in MLS this weekend in a long time. Because what on earth is he doing? Well, since Clint Dempsey last week. Okay. (laughs) This is the stupidest, stupidest thing I've seen in MLS for a week. He gets sent off, and I know Powell had the chance. He shot just wide just after it. But after that, it was... You didn't watch the game, did you? No. No. In the last 10 minutes of that game, I'm sorry, it was a farce because Portland were just... At any opportunity, were just you know kicking the ball out, lying on the floor. Oh, my hamstring. I am down for now six minutes. Uh, there, was, there was so much stoppage time as well. And Portland, after the after the sending, sending off, just went, we'll take a draw. It's fine. We'll take a draw. It was all Dallas. And, um, you know, you could tell the FC Dallas fans were really frustrated, really frustrated with the like, time wasting and everything. So, um, but you've got to say that Portland, you can't blame them. They've lost the first two and uh, they've got the point. So, well done. Two good goals in this game. 
They was, yeah. And Lamar scored again. Another good finish, drilled from the edge of the area into Great the bottom finish. corner. And, uh, you know, it, I love those kind of goals where he kind of just lets it go onto his left foot, just go across his body onto his left foot, drilled it into the bottom corner. Keeper had no chance. Uh, stylish finish. But second half just starts. My boy, Blanco. I love Blanco. I think Valeri gets a lot of praise for Portland. Do you know him personally? I don't. I've never met the guy. No. How is he your boy? He just is, like Sajori, you know, like Rushnat, who's got the same birthday as me. They're my boys. They're the players I like. I like Blanco because uh, Valeri gets a lot of credit. And Blanco, cause sometimes I feel, can go under the radar a bit. But this finish, far corner, over the goalkeeper. What a finish. Definitely my goal of the week. Fantastic. Goal of the week? Yes. It's a good, it is a good finish. It's a really good. I love those goals. Like a, a nice curling effort, top corner, top bins, as we say in the UK. Um, great, it's a great strike. I'm not having goal of the week though. Definitely. What would yours be? BWP second goal. Oh, that was a good. Goal. If you're talking, if you're talking team their team goals, Moyle yeah. with the absolute through ball of the century. Yes, that was a good goal. Bends it round the left back, puts so much curl in it, it manages to bend back in towards the centre of the pitch. BWP outside of the foot. Great finish. It was a good goal. However, I'm gonna we go. I'm gonna knock points off BWP because he just hasn't got a left foot. Don't need one when you when you can do that with your right. Yeah, bending but, it with the outside of your foot. Beautiful. Yeah, but he's on his left hand side. He just hasn't got a left. If, if he would have missed that, he'd have looked stupid. So I'm taking points off. Blanco was the better goal. No, we're not having that. Right, I tell you what. If you don't follow us already at MLS UK Show on Twitter, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna do a poll on there. What was the goal of the week? This could become a regular feature, actually, where we go up against each other for goal of the week. Okay. Uh, oh, so, what, so winner gets the most votes. Yeah. We'll okay. Put it, we'll put it on. Uh, we'll do the vote until like Friday or something. Oh, there's a game on Friday. Maybe Thursday. At MLS UK Show on Twitter, uh, you can either vote for Blanco for Portland yep. or BWP's second goal for New York I'm not saying that that Henry's wrong and that I really 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 want to win this um, but if you do vote for BWP which is my choice uh, I will follow you on Twitter you know, <laughs> celebrity that I am um, oh, yeah. I'm sure that'll really make your day if I follow you on Twitter so yeah um, you know uh, so FC Dallas still unbeaten, five points on the board. Another home game uh, coming up against Colorado Rapids, which you'd expect them to win. So the the run continues. Yep. Next game. Next game we're looking at from the weekend was Columbus Crew versus DC United. Uh, the Crew three one winners. All the goals in the first half. I'm kind of glad I missed the second half of this one. <laughs> um, first goal in MLS for Valenzuela. Yeah. I, so much space. So much space. However, I'm going to look at the Valenzuela. I'm going to, you know, praise him for this one rather than look at the space. So that, I just think the coolness of him, the ball came across, and I think a lot in MLS you see players sometimes panic in that situation. He would have gone to the ball maybe and, and maybe with his wrong foot skied it or something. No, he lets the ball. He says the defender's coming out and he draws the defender out. He's like, right, go slide for it. Okay, you've missed it. Calmly controls it. Um, it was a bit of a scuffed finish, but he had the goalkeeper and the defender coming out at him. Um, so really good for for crew and and DC were in my eyes were on top before then. So you know for for crew to get that goal against the runner play one nil good start. 
Ten minutes later. Mm. Yamil Asad, formerly your boy. Yeah, not so much now. Uh, what was funny on Sky Sports, who also showed this game in the UK, they were talking about Asad in a... They were saying about, oh, he's, he's on loan, he was at Atlanta last year, really played well, this is a chance for him to shine. And it was the commentary literally was like that, and he said, yeah, I think he's going to have a good season. Oh, he's got the ball. Oh, he scored. <laughs> Yeah, central edge of the box, just tucks it so far into the side of the net. Ulster didn't even move. No. Great finish. It was quite well disguised as well. A lot of the time when you when you do try and bend the ball into the top corner, your whole body shape, the way you line up to hit that, will, will give away exactly what you're going to try and do. Um, but yeah, Ulster had absolutely no clue what was going on. 1-1. Um, my concern in this game, and, and actually the last one as well, is the DC defence. We saw against Houston two giveaways. Pathetic, really, if we're being honest. Mm. Um, the same same with the first goal. They're not, they weren't aware of, of any threats around them. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to be tighter. You've got to have a look around. You've got to see, sort out your positioning as a defender. You need, you, there should be no one free in the box, you know, able to, to score that first goal like Valenzuela. And set pieces, it really annoys me. Set pieces are not difficult to defend. No, and it, it was if I was a DC fan, I'd have looked at the Columbus second goal, which they scored just before half time, which weren't the only goal they scored just before half time. Uh, and it must it must be frustrating for them to watch uh, Higuain cross. He's got his fiftieth assist, fifty goals, fifty assists, which is amazing. And uh, but Clark front post flick on it's. That that must be the guy's there. At the, he's the first person you look at. He's like, right, you're looking at the corner flag where it's coming from. Somebody's got to see him. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's just casually flicked it on. I mean, he's a good header, gone over the goalkeeper, <laughs> two one, and uh, Columbus back in front. And the third goal. Now this is a controversial goal. Mm. Abubakar's tackle. Now, <laughs> technically. If we're going to look at the facts, I like Abubakar, but it's two-footed. He goes over the ball. He actually only wins the ball in this tackle. He goes so far over it, which, as we know, is is a foul mm-hmm. uh, and can be a red card. Two-footed and going over the ball can be a, a red card with studs showing. He actually only wins the ball because he basically sits on it on his way down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it basically hits his, you know what... Uh, his tackle yeah yes uh, that's exactly what I meant now I don't know what is going through the ref's mind here but he just allows play on yeah uh, and the, they break down the wing with Martinez perfect cross everyone's looking at Zardes if you if you watch the defenders are so worried about this ball going in the air to Zardes that actually is really clever Martinez really clever just plays it behind Zardes simple as that yeah it was a good finish from Santos but you know you'd Got the tackle. It was it was a foul. Obviously, Ben Olsen was not happy with this. He was livid. Uh, but it's you know you can argue that it happens on a DC attack. So they're in their own half. They're in the Columbus sort of left yeah. back area. Yeah, they've got. T- they couldn't have been much further away from from the DC goal at this yeah. point when the tackle. Yes, it's a foul. Yes, it's probably at least a yellow, probably a red. But. They have a long, long time to get themselves sorted. It's just a quick counter attack, yeah. Um, and they need to start dealing with dealing with this better. DC three one, game over. It was all Columbus at the end as well. After that, mm. it was all Columbus. They struck the post. They struck the bar. It was a white flag from DC. They were done. Yeah, 
and DC. Do you know of a team? Which team have we been praising this season for their attacking football? Their loads of goals they've been scoring. Oh, uh, SKC. Yep. DC play them next. Wow. Goal fast. Yep. Right, now we uh, we move on to the game with your goal of the weekend, New York Red Bulls versus Minnesota uh, United. Can I just say, you know, in this game, I actually feel sorry for Minnesota because of, obviously, the week that it is with international weeks and injuries and the stuff they've got. Minnesota had to change pretty much their whole back line for this one. Now, they've been playing well. They've won against Chicago and Orlando. However... There's not many teams in MLS that you would absolutely dread playing with a fresh back line, but New York Red Bulls at the Red Bulls Arena is one of them. They capitalised, and it was quite a convincing win in the end. Yeah, uh, Moyle gets his first goal of the season. In his first appearance, I put him in my fantasy team uh, in the first week, and he didn't play, and I was like, what's going on? Why is he not playing? He's like, surely he's the answer now that they've lost Sasha Kleschen. Um, but good to see he is back and making an impact. Uh, he cuts inside from the wing. Loads of options in the box, interestingly, but it shows the confidence of the lad. Um, he just goes it alone, unleashes a great strike. It's across the goal. It's into the uh, the far bottom corner. And straight off, straight away, Red Bulls go two up. Yeah, two up. BWP. Uh, no, a, a clever finish, really. It was a you know three or four, five yards out, but a clever finish past the goalkeeper. And, uh, you know, BWP's back. On to my goal of the week. Can't You can't sing his praises enough. First of all, we have to talk about the, the ball. The through oh, ball what a pass. is incredible. Uh, Moyle again. Now, he picks it up on, on the halfway line. Now, when you've got BWP, you, you look to find him every opportunity because he's going to be in a dangerous spot. He's going to be dangerous. He's going to be looking to get on the attack and he's going to probably be looking to get a shot on target. Now, the ball Moyle threads through is insane. It's so good. Unless you've played football, I don't think you can appreciate how difficult this is to do. He stood on basically on the halfway line, quite near to the, to the right-hand side, the, the wing, and he's somehow managed to bend the ball all the way down the wing, but also make it cut back inside towards BWP, round the left back who can't get to it. Uh, and BWP is just faced with the keeper who's coming out to beat him. And I mean, you're saying he should have used his left foot. Maybe, but who cares? When you can finish like that with your right foot, that's a great finish. I'll be honest with you, I'm just clutching at straws to, to prove that Blanco <laughs> was a better goal, which I do think it was. But this was this was insane. It was great. A great goal. And you're right, it, the pass... The finish is is a brilliant finish, but the pass was absolutely incredible. And the pass is what makes it. He's he's took out the the Minnesota defender. He's took him out the game, and he's about thirty yards away from him. Yeah. He's he's just curled it round him. And Bradley Wright Phillips's run was on point. New York Red Bull fans, do you remember that guy you used to have, Sasha Kleschen? Do you remember him? Mm. Don't need him anymore. Well, they're facing him soon, aren't they? So. Mm. The less, interesting. The, the less said about that, the better. Next. <laughs> uh, Colorado Rapids uh, versus SKC. SKC scoring goals again, 2-2, two, two, uh, but came back from 2-0 down. Colorado, what a start. Eight minutes in, 2-0 up. Sporting KC are great to watch because there's always goals. We've said this, uh, and to be fair, last week's podcast, I did say, if you're betting on goals, mm-hmm. SKC, they are, the, they are the team to do it. Um, now, they love making it interesting, don't they? We do. 2-0 down, 
after eight minutes. What is going on there? What's the point? Uh, other than for our enjoyment, because it's great to watch, what is the point in being able to score three, score four, if you're going to leak at the back as well? Yeah, and they've got good defenders, so I'm surprised uh, that they are leaking. But, uh, I mean, the finishes were disappointing from SKC. Uh, Badgie got his goal. Joe Mason eventually got his goal. He were through and then had to sort of... <laughs> felt mi- like an age. It felt like an age, but he finally scored. His first goal for Colorado, obviously... We uh, any player from the UK who goes over there, we're going to support them. So well done, Joe Mason. I like that clubs are trusting MLS for development. I like the Wolves have said, no, do you know what? Go and play for Colorado. I like that they're being put on a on a level playing field almost. Like championship yeah. clubs are saying, well, do you know what? MLS is an option now. Um, I don't think that's always been the case. I think there's been a lot of um, a lot of snobbiness towards yeah. towards um, MLS from over here in the UK, and that's what we're here to stamp out. Um, but I like that. I like seeing players going on loan, doing well as well. I was yeah. pleased, pleased for the lad. Because let's face it, you're a championship team. You've got a player who's not playing as many games. You think, right, they can go to MLS and they can face Latan Ibrahimovic and David Villa, or they can stay in the championship or go down to League One and, I don't know, face Jermaine Beckford. <laughs> And play, I don't know, if against Berry or Oldham in front of like 2,000 people. You might as well go into MLS. It's a great life they can have for six months. So it does make sense for these players that they, they go and play a good quality of football against some amazing players. Yeah. Colorado, 2-0 up, eight minutes. Joe Mason gets the second. Now, if I'm in charge of Colorado and I'm 2-0 up at home against SKC after 8 minutes I'm thinking right fantastic didn't even dream of a start this good tell you what lads what we'll do is we'll keep it tight short passes keep possession try and frustrate them they'll get tired you know we know they've got a bit of attacking prowess let's try and keep the ball let's try and play out from the back what do they do concede straight after half time you've, you've had half time to steady the ship yeah and Second half, on the hour mark, Gutierrez, who is on fire, by the way. Finally, Tim Howard is beaten. Yeah, I was going to say they did do that. They kept it tight and they played well until half time. Uh, yeah, Gutierrez, he's, he's on fire and we've been praising him on the podcast. Another last minute goal is there's uh, been quite a few 90 plus goals in MLS this season, hasn't it? It has. Rubio, who only came on at 90 minutes, um, scores in the 95th, steals a point. It's a great little back heel from Shelton in the build-up. So disappointing from Colorado, though. This is a team who we've said we we are keeping an eye on this year because I feel like they just went under the radar last year. No one paid them any attention. Um, I really wanted to see them get a result here, especially at 2-0 up. but Sporting KC, they've shown they've got character. We've seen that this season so far. They need to tighten up because it is getting a bit beyond the joke now. Like, can they not just win 3-0? Can they not just keep a clean sheet? Uh, no. They've conceded nine in four games. However, they've scored nine, so <laughs> they're brilliant <laughs> to watch. That's exactly what I mean. They're brilliant to watch at the moment. and I, You know, we're watching MLS to be entertained, so I, I don't mind that they're winning 4-3 and 3-2. That's no. That's what I mean. It's entertaining to watch. But if you're a supporter of SKC or you're a, a coach or a fan sat in that stadium, you're not you're not happy with this. You want them to go out, even if it's nil nil at half time, and then you come out and win one nil. Like let's let's try and you know keep it tight. Yeah, it's great for us to watch. 
But I don't think that's what they're aiming for. It's not, but you know what? I couldn't care less what SKC are aiming for. <laughs> I'm happy watching this game. However, one game I am not happy watching. Oh. Another nil-nil. We had this last week. I thought we made ourselves clear. Philadelphia and Columbus crew last week. Nil-nil. We said, this is not why we're here. No. We're not here for nil-nil draws. If we want that, we'll watch the Premier League. Exactly. Uh, although in the Premier League, you do get the uh, right amount of subs on there and you don't have two goalkeepers on the bench. What is going on with this? LA Galaxy make a, the, the biggest signing of the season on Friday and then on Saturday after field two goalkeepers on the bench. I thought this, right, because we know enough about um, the way that the, the rosters work in, in MLS. There's a salary cap. You can only have so many internationals. You have to have so many homegrown players, etc., etc. Um, I was thinking, how have they managed to fit Zlatan into this? They've got no space for designated players. They've had to use Gam, Tam and all that stuff to, to buy him buy him down. I'm thinking, how have they managed to do this? Quite clearly, they've had to get rid of about 20 players. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, it was International Week as well, so that didn't help. The Dos Santos boys uh, were away as well, but uh, yeah. Uh, But fair enough, they got a nil-nil draw at Vancouver. Uh, Uh, No, 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 take that back. We made it clear. We are not settling for nil. I don't care if it's International Week. Everyone else managed. Everyone else managed to score a goal. (laughs) Apart from Minnesota. All right, all right. LA Galaxy, they got a draw. Let's give them credit for getting a draw in a difficult game. No. It'd be a difficult game anyway. No. But not having the right amount of subs, two goalkeepers. I'm giving them credit for getting a draw. No, I'm sorry. From here on in, any mention of Vancouver, any mention of LA Galaxy. You're getting booed. Not having it. Well, this is going to be really interesting when we discuss the LA Derby very soon. I've not, not thought this through, have I? Mm. Who's your favourite Canadian team that begins with V? <laughs> oh, mate, Vancouver all day. Oh. Well, I, I'm expecting goals in the LA uh, Derby, so I'm sure um, LA Galaxy will make up for it. And Vancouver are away at the crew. They'll be in our bad books again if that ends 0-0. I don't know what we're going to do if Vancouver (laughs) get another 0-0. Just don't make it happen because it makes it really awkward for us. Should we discuss fantasy football? No. Let's not not do that. I feel like if we do it every week, it gets boring. No, okay. This is going to be the last week then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Let's do it. MLS UK Show. With Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you go first. I'm not even, I'll be honest with you. I told you this would happen. I told you this is what I'm like with fantasy teams. I make it, I'm proud of it. Three or four weeks in, I, can, I forget it even exists. And that's exactly what happened. I have got no idea whatsoever because I forgot to do my team. I've not even looked. Oh, well, would you like me to tell you how you did? Because I can easily do that. Do you want to know how you did, Elliot? Not really. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Thanks, uh, you Thanks got, Henry. You got 15 points this week. <laughs> Excellent. Do you know how many points I got? No. 92. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was the leading player this week in the whole of the MLS UK show Fantasy League. Oh, I'm Henry and I'm a show-off. 
92 points. This is what happens, and this is a lesson for all of us. When you actually pay attention to your team and update it, this is what happens. Uh, Saturday morning, I woke up ill, might I add, very ill. A lot of man flu going about, and I was unfortunately, I probably got the worst of it. Just ask my girlfriend. Uh, and I thought, right, who's playing this weekend? A lot of my team weren't playing, so I had to update it all. And I got 92 points. Stars of the show, BWP, he was my captain, got me 26 points. Higuain got me 12. Uh, Blanco got me 8. Martinez for Columbus uh, got me 10. Parker for New York Red Bulls in defence got me 12. Uh, Robles, New York Red Bulls goalkeeper, got me 9. Felcher, with his clean sheet for LA Galaxy... He got me eight points. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how I did. 92. I couldn't believe I won the, the I won the MLS UK show weekly league. All right. It's only what. Do you know what? If ever I needed an inspiration to get back, listen to him. I'm back now. Don't you worry. This weekend, you're going down. I'm, I'm going to actually log in and <laughs> actually do stuff. All right. You have my word. I actually only had two players <laughs> that played. And to be fair, Ben Sweat and Higuain, they, they've done well. I feel like I've had a good week there. You know, if you're only going to pick two players, you know, Higuain got 12 points. Yeah. So, you know, take that. Well, I had him as well, so he contributed Excellent. to my 92. <laughs> uh, that leaves me in ninth spot, uh, the old John, Joe Bendick like Beckhams. Uh, and uh, Elliot, you're now in 16th place. Excellent. That'll all change, don't you worry. Uh, we've now got 25 teams in our league, so if you want to join us... At MLS UK Show on Twitter, if you want to join in the... Uh, I was going to say fun, but it's it's not always fun. I won't lie to you. It is for me. I'll see you here next week. I'm going to absolutely smash you this week. I'm 55 points ahead of you now in the uh, league standings. It's a long way to go. Just ask Toronto and Seattle. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. So we've established there's work to be done on my MLS fantasy team, but how many Los Angeles players should I have in my team ahead of this weekend? Right now we are joined by LAFC fan Matt. Matt, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Really good, thank you. I'm excited to chat to you. We've had a few uh, we've had a few MLS fans on over the last few weeks, but LAFC are the team right now, aren't they? It, um, it appears so, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying not to get carried away, but it's quite hard at the minute, isn't it? It's it, it's it's a good good start for us. Did you expect to have win the first two games? What were your expectations? Um, I didn't personally. I didn't expect to win, um, especially against Seattle. I fancied our chances against um, RSL, but Seattle, I thought, would just be too dominant for us. So I was quite surprised with that. What were your expectations before the season? Like, where did you think you could finish? What were you expecting in terms of results? Or was it just a free reign because it's your first season? Um, yeah, I think there is an aspect to that, yeah. Um, but personally, and I think it still stands even after the good start, I think I'd be happy with mid-table. I think for, for something so new and without knowing a lot about all the players that we signed, it's quite difficult to imagine finishing any higher than that. It's it's quite easy to get carried away now after the start we've had. I think even even we're getting carried away. I mean, um, for my sins, <laughs> for my sins, I'm an Orlando fan, and uh, we've obviously done three years without playoffs, which has been rather depressing. Um, I looking at LAFC. I know it's only been two games, but 
surely you have to be huge contenders for, for playoffs. The way that you play um, Shades of Atlanta last season. Yeah, well, if, if I remember correctly, I can't remember which one of you said it, but in one of your early podcasts, didn't you predict that would be um, the Minnesota of the league? Yeah, well, I think it was both of us. And I, I'm quite happy <laughs> yeah. to hold my hands up I, I, and say that we were very wrong. And do you know what? I've never been happier to be wrong because I, I am in really, really enjoying uh, watching LAFC play. And I think, you know, looking ahead, when you see LAFC are going to play Atlanta very soon, that's going to be some game. I, I read a bit of the backstory about you guys, about why you got into MLS. And it sounds very similar to me. And it's, I've still got that negativity installed in me. So I'm, I'm every every week now. I'm expecting the wheels to fall off and be like, okay, it's back to back to normal now. But with the with the way we've been playing, it's exciting football to watch, isn't it? So if we can carry that on, then who know who knows? We could we could end up near the top of playoffs. Uh, Matt, do you support uh, with your accent? Do you support uh, Wolves? By the way, in the UK, I don't. I don't because I um I, I support West Brom. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I don't they, know what's worse. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Then with West Brom being bottom in the league, it, this must be great for you to at least. Uh, it, it's like me with Atlanta supporting Bolton in the UK, and then at least you've got a team that are winning every week that you support. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I'll never stop supporting West Brom. I've always, I always have done since I was born. But with how it's going at the minute, I do find myself being a lot more interested in LAFC. It's every day I'm checking Twitter and the websites and things, but with the Albion now, it's just a bit dull to be around. <laughs> uh, so is that why you chose uh, MLS? Is just because you wanted something different? Um, well, I had, I tried watching it before because um, before I, I went to um, America for the first time last year, um, my dad had previously been to watch the Albion in a pre-season. And he came back and introduced me to it and was like, he, he follows Portland Timbers because of that now. Um, and so I watched a bit of it then, but never really got into it until I went myself last year. Um, and I went to CLA Galaxy. And I just didn't, I'll be honest, I enjoyed the atmosphere, but I just, it just didn't appeal to me. It wasn't for me, if you know what I mean. There was something missing from the club. And that was when I came back and discovered LAFC. And for me, it was like, Oh, everything about the club I just thought this this is who I've got to follow This is brilliant the fact that you're, you're basing your support for LAFC on the fact that you went to watch LA Galaxy and was like nah it's a bit rubbish this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is bad it, it is and um, I, I wrote uh, early on uh, early on when I, uh, in the season when I started because like, initially I was just going to follow it from my own Twitter account and be like like you know get involved that way and then I thought it, it, it's hard for other people to find me as an LAFC fan if, if I'm doing it that way, so which is I've set up a separate one just for LAFC UK fans. And already just talking to different people on there, it's it's just brilliant. And when, when I went to Galaxy before, it did feel to me that it was too far out of the city for me. There, was, there wasn't anything else around, and I just didn't really enjoy the experience of the match day. And getting back and... Listening, reading what LA fans are saying over there now, it's they're exactly the same. They're, they're saying it's they, they call them Carson Galaxy, don't they? Which I don't want to get involved in because that's <laughs> all the politics of it. But it, 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 I can see their point. Yeah, I I can I can really see the excitement around a new club being being in such a a huge prestigious city. Um, it is exciting. The way that they've started the season is is really really encouraging. 
What do we reckon? What are the predictions for the big game? The, the, the El Trafico. Yeah. Have your boys got enough? <laughs> I, I'm going to go for it and say yes. I, like I said, I'm still expecting the worst to fall off, but I, I'm going to say a 2-1 win. If you're Bob Bradley, how do you approach this game? Um, same way he's done the last two. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if the two-week break that we've had is going to help us or hinder us. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? Some people say oh, it gives you time to prepare, but then when you come off the back of two wins out of two, it's you could lose your momentum, couldn't you? But only they'll know what they've done on the training pitch in this last couple of weeks, but I'll just attack it the way we have done the other two games. It's what, what, You can't do that any other way. I think in MLS, it's a pretty solid um, tactic. For, no matter who you play, just attack, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the things I love about it. It's just, and, and last week you were on your, your podcast I listened to and you were joking about the boring nil-nil, but it, it is true. It's like with the Premier League over here, you get sick of defensive football, don't you? Yeah, that's true. I can imagine being a West Brom fan, you get sick of not scoring either. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, mean, we, I, get, I get sick of having... Eight defensive players on the pitch and still losing. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, of course, the big news coming from uh, the other half of LA this week was uh, the signing of Zlatan. Are you uh, looking at that with a, a hint of jealousy, maybe? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, there is a hint. But I, I don't know if that's mainly just because of how fond I am of him. I would personally think he's brilliant. Not, on the pitch and off the pitch, he's got that personality that you have to love. Um, but at the same time... To, to stay true to LAFC, I'm going to say I'm not that bothered about it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in my opinion, and it's it's a great signing. He's he's bound to score goals, but he's coming to the end of his career. He's he's picking up injuries, and I think even more exciting is the news that we're going to be signing Horta. Because for me, that's what I want to be doing as a club is signing your exciting early twenty twenty or twenty one. I think he is, isn't he? I just think I'd rather be signing players like that as your designated player than somebody who's only going to give you one good season. Yeah, how much do we know about this guy and, and can we draw any comparisons to uh, maybe what what teams like Atlanta have done with um, Almiron and Orlando with Josue Coleman? Can we draw a few comparisons, do we think? Um, it's, it's hard to tell yet because he's, he's not over here. We've not seen him. And as far as it goes with Benfica, he's been out on loan, hasn't he? Is it Braga he's been out on loan? Yeah. So he's not he's not really had much game time over there, but I think in in my eyes, it, I mean, it could flop, it could completely flop, but it's a it's a for me it's a signal of intent to to distance yourself from the galaxy um, tradition of signing your old failed Premier League player. Well, not failed, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your your older Premier League players that are coming to the end of the career. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it's a it's definitely the way to go now. Um, we've seen Atlanta have have proved that last season with with the way that that they've played and and used their uh, youth youth to their advantage. A lot of people are saying that the LA signing Zlatan is not going to work because you know it's not a retirement league anymore. I I agree. However, when it comes to Zlatan, I don't feel like this is a a move of desperation. A, a final final hurrah for him there will have been premier league clubs surely any 10 or 11 maybe 12 oh, yeah, yeah. premier league clubs that would have loved to have picked up zlatan 100% and, he, and a player like him he wouldn't have even had to have settled for lower half of the table he, he wouldn't have had to end up somewhere like the albion do you know what i mean he, <laughs> he could have easily have gone to another european stature club couldn't he 
Matt, it's been really good to chat to you. Genuinely, um, I can tell that that you're a really big, really big football fan. You're really excited um, to get involved in MLS, which is exactly what we're here for. We're trying to spread the word. So, um, genuinely, I mean that. It's been great to chat to you. Yeah, well, and thank you for having me. It's uh, I, I, and keep doing what you're doing because I, I, I really enjoy listening to the podcasts every week. Amazing, great to chat to you, Matt. Thank you very much. I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon, um, Henry. We can't just can't just speak to LAFC. We've got to get the Galaxy on as well. It's only fair. Uh, we've got David joining us. David, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Really good, thank you. First things first, you, you host an, an LA Galaxy podcast, don't you? I do. Uh, we actually cover uh, mainly for the LA Galaxy, but we also cover MLS as a whole. So our podcast is called LA is Our House. Uh, and we also do, like I said, we, we cover MLS. We have a betting game called Balls and Beers where we try to weekly predict uh, the outcomes of MLS games, uh, win-loss draws, uh, and usually look really bad because uh, it's it's such an unpredictable league. It's so difficult, isn't it? I mean, we 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 try and do predictions, but I mean, it's a nightmare. Right, exactly. Like that's that's sort of the the fun of the game. And and this year we're having uh, guest experts on, so people who actually work in MLS and cover the league uh, professionally, and they're having just as hard, if not harder, a time predicting games <laughs> than, than we do. So it it makes it it makes it fun um, to sort of see that. You know, we're not very far off the mark when it comes to to uh, trying to predict or to, for trying to be experts, I guess, is what you what I re- really would say. Uh, so, David, we want to hear uh, whenever we get anyone on the show, we want to hear your story. So what brought you to L.A. Galaxy in particular? Uh, well, I'm born and raised here in uh, Southern California. I've never actually lived in Los Angeles um, in proper. Um, so it's something that uh, that brought me to the LA Galaxy. Um, I just started getting into soccer right around when the league started. Uh, I had the chance to go to 94 World Cup, and I didn't. Uh, I also had the chance to go to the 99 Women's Final, and I didn't. Uh, so so from, then, from that point on, I was sort of really kicking myself and said, okay, I really have to commit to something. And the LA Galaxy was my local team. They played in Pasadena. Um, and uh, which is uh, famous for, for the Rose Bowl and uh, many other things uh, here in Southern California. So we'd go to games and play pickup outside in the parking lot because they'd park us on grass. And when they moved to the Home Depot Center, now StubHub Center, I thought, oh, I don't know where the hell this place is. I'll probably never go there. Uh, and then that season I had, I got season tickets that first year. Uh, my wife got me season tickets. So I very quickly learned where Carson is and, uh, and and spent a lot of my time over there. And now going on about 15 years later, I'm, I'm still a season ticket holder. Uh, and two years ago, my friends and I uh, would get together and just argue soccer all the time to a point where we said, we should just start a podcast. And so that that's just sort of what, what brought us to uh, the point where, where we all are now. Um, I want to talk about Zlatan because I can't believe we've got this far without mentioning Zlatan um, this is it's weird really isn't it because for years and years this has always been on the cards and it, it was always going to be LA Galaxy for for some reason it was just meant to be wasn't it yeah for sure I mean this has been the end of a what two and a half three year courtship for Zlatan uh, when we talked about him last year it was really apprehensive and really like, do we really want a guy that's coming off of, of a, or heading into a season where he's not really focused? He He's probably going to be thinking about going uh, with Sweden to the World Cup. Um, 
And now it's a different story. Uh, this year it was, do we really want a guy that's coming off of a major injury and that hasn't been playing? Uh, but given that the way it all went down, uh, the fact that we got him for a non-DP spot and and we're picking him up with just Tam, that means that he has bought into whatever it is that the front office was selling him. And I think that is a major uh, plus point for, for his arrival. Uh, David, just before we uh, discuss this weekend's game with you, uh, can we just have a talk about another of our uh, well, another player to come from the Premier League, an English player that's playing for LA Galaxy at the moment, Ashley Cole? He was one. Of, he, he's been one of the best left backs in the Premier League history. Uh, am I right in saying that he's perhaps past his peak now, or is that a bit too cruel on the guy? Uh, I don't, no, I don't think that uh, past his peak is, is is telling tales out of school here. Uh, certainly, I was I was one to to be on the anything but anybody but Cole train uh, when when uh, it was first announced. Uh, even even knowing that we got him on like three hundred thousand um, dollars, he's proved me wrong. Uh, the guy is a workhorse. He's a true professional. Um, he has been the rock, and uh, deservedly, he's the captain now. So he he think I think that for what he brings us, his professionalism. And even though he may not physically be able to, to be at his peak anymore, he's still uh, light years ahead of some of the other guys in, in terms of uh, his brain. So he's, uh, he's, I will no longer say anything ill about Ashley Cole. <laughs> um, let's talk this weekend. Obviously, you're hoping for a, for a victory, obviously, but there's so much more to this. It's the first ever LA Derby, the first of, of hundreds, hopefully thousands. Um, What's going to happen? What What are your predictions? Oof. Uh, from from the very first uh, uh, point when I wake up in the morning uh, to the drive over there to the tailgate to walking into the stadium, I don't know what's going to happen because I I really do feel like and this is this is not so much a dig on LAFC fans because I certainly uh, am going to reserve my my hatred for them uh, uh as a as a true la galaxy fan um they have to earn my hatred is is what i what i've been telling people um i'm not going to hate them straight off the bat but uh they very much seem to have a uh a little brother mentality when it comes to the la galaxy um they are they they harp on on certain things, um, but you know as, as as anybody with a with a brother knows, sometimes that little brother can can uh, surprise you and and beat you up. Uh, do you think then? I know what you're saying is that LAFC maybe in a few years can earn sort of a grudge match status, but do you think this is kind of what LA Galaxy needs and the people the sporting uh, soccer community of LA needs just that bit of rivalry like there is in say New York or Texas well with Houston and Dallas um, I think that something needed to happen for the LA Galaxy to to get out of its sort of complacency uh, we saw it last year um, that kick that kick came last year in 2017 where a lot of the a lot of the the talk from the front office was well we have five trophies we have we're the, you know we're the most successful team in the league uh we're the team of david beckham and robbie Keane, and now we have uh the dos santos brothers and um 
it, it was a lot like they were fronting so much and they had nothing to back that up. I mean, if not for Roman Alessandrini last year, things could have been so, so much worse. So I think that was the kick that they needed. And then knowing that LAFC was going to be nipping at their heels, um, I think they've sort of adjusted their mentality and where they, how they're looking at the market now because they did lose fans. I, I really like what, what you're saying about them having to earn your, your hatred. I really like that. And I'm really glad to hear um, his, hear a, an MLS fan say this because um, being being an Orlando fan here in the UK, um, I'm an Orlando fan because you know my, my dad spends a lot of time there. He, he has um, a place there. I go to a lot of games when, I, when I'm visiting. Um, but I, I find it really hard to buy into this whole, oh, we have to hate NYCFC and we have to hate Atlanta. Why? You know, here in the UK, we, you know, I, I support Norwich City. We have a huge rivalry with Ipswich because they are the only other team in, in our part of the country. Same, um, Henry is a Bolton fan. They, they have so many clubs in and around them. I find it really hard to buy into this MLS rivalry. Is it more of a marketing thing? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, every rivalry has been more of a marketing thing. Even when Chivas USA was around, um, they were so bad that, it didn't really bother the LA galaxy all that much, except for the Bob Bradley years. Um, I think more so the, the LA galaxy ha- uh, fan base has more of a rivalry with uh, San Jose because things have been back and forth between us for so, so many years uh, going back to the uh, playoff game back in 2003, when they eliminated the, ga- the galaxy, despite being uh, the galaxy being up for nail on, on aggregate um, things like that, you know, we've lost an MLS cup to San Jose. So it's going to take a lot to, um, to really earn that, that rivalry status for me with LAFC right now. It's more of a marketing thing. It's more of a, it's a regional thing. And, and sometimes that's how the, the biggest rivalries go. I mean, if you want to talk about the biggest rivalry in Southern California, it's, uh, USC and UCLA. Okay, well, before we let you go, we need a score prediction. We know it's hard, but come on, it's the LA Derby, the first ever one. What are you going for? Oof. I, I, I don't think the LA Galaxy can keep LAFC off the board. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say uh, it's 2-1 LA Galaxy. This week in MLS. Right then, back to business, full schedule. Bring it on. And there's a match on Friday night. I like this. So we, um, if, if you're not aware, we present a, a, sh- a show on the radio here in the UK, which finishes at 10 o'clock in the evening. So I like this because I never go to bed early, especially no. on a Friday. Get back around 10.30, sit around for a bit, make some food. And then 1am, MLS starts. This is awesome. Toronto versus RSL. Toronto need to win. They've got a score at least. Come on. Yeah. Play two, lost two, not scored yet. Where's Gio at? I know. I'd fully expect them to get a win in this. Although they have got the uh, the Champions League semi-finals coming up, so maybe there's uh, a bit of a distraction for them. I don't like this though. I don't like all this Champions League. Is this is the league? You're the champions of the league. You need to start posting some points on the board. None of this, like, oh, we've got a Champions League match during the week. Come on, sort it out. Okay, that's a good point. However, what would you say now when I say Saturday night, 6pm in the UK, Orlando City v New York Red Bulls, just before New York Red Bulls play in the Champions League semi-finals? Well, I think it's important to concentrate on the Champions League. <laughs> um, 
you know, New York have got a few points on the board. They can afford to have a week off, rest a few players. Um, Jesse Marsh, if you're listening, I, I would suggest maybe just stick the stick the kids out, um, give them some experience. You know, you'll still pick up three points anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, in all seriousness, uh, it's getting towards crunch time now. We think Dwyer might be back for Orlando. Okay, so this could be this could be the turning point. However, New York, I have to say, and I'm not just saying this because Orlando, my team, are facing them. New York looked really good this year. Um, going into it, I, w- I wouldn't. I'm not that confident. I, I, if I was an Orlando fan, I'd be slightly more confident playing them at home. If you were playing them at the Red Bulls Arena, then I'm sorry, but. 3-0 and 4-0 so far, you're going to get smashed. But away from home, we lost to RSL, so you never know. Yep. Uh, next, 8pm Saturday here in the UK, Columbus Crew versus Vancouver Whitecaps. <laughs> Saturday, 8pm here in the UK, and Columbus, 10 points from four games. I fancy him to get 13 points from five here. How good would that be? Great start, and I, I fancy this home win, Columbus. Okay. Uh, next, Sky Sports live Saturday, 8 p.m. This has got to be the game of the weekend. Can't wait for this. LA Derby, LA Galaxy, bit premature there, versus LAFC. LA Galaxy are not going to want to lose this game. They need to use all their experience in this because LAFC have got nothing to lose. They're just going to come at them as we've seen them do already, uh, especially in the in the opener against Seattle, against RSL as well. LAFC just need to come at them. Yeah, and I uh, I really hope that uh, I don't know. I hope that uh, you know Zlatan is uh, is fooling us all. He's really fully fit, ready to go, ready to play ninety minutes. And we get a Zlatan debut against LAFC. Uh, with what are you the... saying? What's your what's your prediction? Oh. My prediction is first of all, I'd love Zlatan to play. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so I've not really said anything about it. Uh, LA Galaxy have been uh, uh, are still promoting the fact that he's signed, so we don't know. Hopefully, he would play because this is an amazing game for him to play in. I can see LAFC getting a winner, making it three out of three. I I'm I th- I really don't want it to be a draw. I think it might be, but if someone's going to win this, Zlatan aside, LAFC have got this in the bag. I think. Uh, right, moving on. Chicago Fire, Portland Timbers. This is also on Sky Sports here in the UK on Saturday at eleven p.m. Home win. Gotta be Portland. Just got a draw against FC Dallas. You've got to say. Um, really hung on at the end. Chicago Fire, Bastian Schweinsteiger should be back, which he seems to uh, help them tick. Nikolic up front. The Portland defence are going to be in for a busy 90 minutes. Easy, home win. Uh, Now, Atlanta are back. I don't think this game will have as much snow as it did last season. Iconic, how iconic was that? Minnesota United versus Atlanta United. Sunday, 1am here in the UK. I must admit, if the score is exactly the same as what it was last season in this game, was it 5 or 6-1? I, I kind of lost count at, uh, at one point. <laughs> um, I'd take that. However, I think Minnesota will put up more of a fight this time, I must admit. 3-2 Atlanta. Oh, okay. You are hopeless at the back. I know. What, uh, well, it depends. Minnesota can get some of the players back that were uh, the, the, the changed for the New York Red Bulls game, maybe a bit more tighter. 
Uh, moving on, San Jose Earthquakes versus New York City. New York's uh, New York City's winning run came to an end uh, last Saturday. However, just like Columbus, I can see them getting back to winning ways in this game. I think this would be an interesting one. I don't think this is as cut and dry as you think. Oh, no, I don't think... Uh, I think New York City will score two again, like they have in their previous four games this season. Uh, but I, I think San Jose maybe get one, but it'd be 2-1. Mm, OK, I'm going 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Houston Dynamo versus New England Revolution. Tough on that. Hmm. I think New England are going to be more of a a, a home team. Houston showed... Uh, well, they've been Jekyll and Hyde, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they need home. this. Houston need this. Yeah. So I do think Houston will win that. Uh, Sporting KC versus DC United. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Sporting KC uh, played four, scored nine, conceded nine. So Goals, goals, goals. Yes. Uh, DC conceded three at the weekend. They've not won that yet, DC. We've discussed their defensive frailties. I can see SKC getting a, a bag full here. I think 3-1. Three, three no, I, I'm going 4-3 SKC. <laughs> uh, right, and rounding off, we've got Colorado Rapids versus Philadelphia Union. I'm just going to go draw. Uh, and Seattle Sounders versus Montreal Impact. Can Seattle get a win? They've got to, right? Can they get a point? Well, when we discussed uh, on the last podcast how we did against FC Dallas, they looked very jaded and very tired. They'd had a long trip in the Champions League the, the Tuesday or Wednesday before. They've now had two weeks to rest. I think they'll be they'll be back without Dempsey, but they'll be back, and I can see them winning that. I'm going draw. Oh, okay. Well, first point for Seattle, so... At least they've got that. Let's take the positives. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes so you can get our podcast as soon as it goes live next week. Uh, get in touch with us at MLS UK Show. And we'll be back next week with more MLS action. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.